Hi, welcome to the Axe Church UK weekly podcast. We hope you'll be inspired and blessed by today's message. Enjoy. Let's look at scripture uh, this morning uh, and um, we're going to look at Daniel chapter 1. This is the word of God and we're going to look at Daniel chapter 1 and we're going to read as many verses as we could read. Um, I don't usually uh, prepare a PowerPoint uh, but I can point you to the power. And uh, just thought I'll say that. Uh, okay. Um, uh, so here with Toby's help, Toby this morning asked me, Pastor, you have any slides? I just shook his hand and said, this is your slide. <laughs> slide. And um, okay, here, let's, let's read the Word of God. Daniel chapter 1, the Word of the living God. In the third year of the reign of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came to Jerusalem and besieged it. And the Lord gave Jehoiakim, king of Judah, into his hand, with some of the articles of the house of God, which he carried into the land of Shinar, to the house of his God. And he brought the articles into the treasure house of his God. Then the king instructed Ashpenaz, the master of his eunuchs, to bring some of the children of Israel, and some of the king's descendants, and some of the nobles. Young men, in whom there was no blemish, but good-looking, gifted in all wisdom, possessing knowledge and quick to understand, who had ability to serve in the king's palace, and whom they might teach the language and literature of the Chaldeans. So I guess most of you guys could have made it, right? Uh, young men, no blemish, no pimples, good-looking, gifted. Okay. And the king appointed for them a daily provision of the king's delicacies and of the wine which he drank and three years of training for them, so that at the end of that time, they might serve before the king. Now, from among those of the sons of Judah were Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. To them, the chief of the eunuchs gave names. He gave Daniel the name Belteshazzar. To Hananiah, Shadrach. To Mishael, Meshach. And to Azariah, Abednego. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with a portion of the king's delicacies, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the chief of the eunuchs that he might not defile himself. Now God had brought Daniel into the favour and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Then the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, the king, who has appointed your food and drink. For why should he see your faces looking worse than the young men who are your age. Then you would endanger my head before the king. So Daniel said to the steward whom the chief of the eunuchs had set over, Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, please test your servants for ten days and let them give us vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then let your appearance, let our appearance be examined before you and the appearance of the young men who eat the portion of the king's delicacies. And as you see fit, so deal with your servants. So he consented with them in this matter and tested them ten days. And at the end of ten days, their features appeared better and fatter in flesh. So I, not, I'm not worried when I'm fatter in flesh because that just means I'm blessed. Um, appeared better and fatter in flesh than all the young men who ate the portion of the king's delicacies. Thus the steward took away their portion of the delicacies, of delicacies and the wine that they were to drink and gave them vegetables. As for these four young men, God gave them knowledge and skill in all literature and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. Now at the end of the days, when the king had said that they should be brought in, I guess after three years, the chief of the eunuchs brought them in before Nebuchadnezzar. Then the king interviewed them, and among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore they served before the king. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Thus Daniel continued, continued until the first year of King Cyrus. God add his blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. 
I want to declare over X London today uh, what we read in Daniel 1.20. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he found them ten times better. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I want to just speak a ten times blessing over this church. Everyone who is part of this church, even those who are just visiting but are in love with you and believe in you and believe in your word, I just prophetically declare a ten times blessing in every way, in wisdom, in understanding, in anointing to do your will and your work. Lord, ten times uh, 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 favour in all that we do, wherever we go, whoever we work with, ten times favour. 10 times prosperity, 10 times, Lord, even in the way of good health. Not just money, because money can come and money can go, but Lord, we thank you for good health for everyone who, who comes under the covering of X Church today. I pray and I believe and I prophesy a 10 times blessing. When the world examines us wherever we are, May they find like King Nebuchadnezzar found that day that there was none like Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego who were found ten times better in every way. I pray this over every single person and those watching online on our very 10th anniversary. May the ten times blessing, may the ten times better in every way be found evident in all of our lives, and in Jesus' name, we have declared it. Everybody say, Amen. So 10 is the number for supernatural because it was God, evidently, that gave them the 10 times better. Do you agree? It was not them. It was not their uh, teachers at school or their lecturers uh, at university for three years. It was definitely God. God gave them a 10 times better blessing. And so this is what we call the supernatural. Now, the Lord has been speaking to me a lot about the supernatural over the course of two and a half years of pandemic. And uh, I've been reading, I've been praying, I've been downloading from God, watching uh, YouTube videos of healings, uh, and miracles, and signs and wonders, two and a half years of study. And uh, I was downloading from the Lord uh, 307 notes I've written out. I think maybe it could be a book already by now. 307 notes. So I've started a series of preaching back in Malaysia just a month ago, uh, and it's living the supernatural life. How to engage the supernatural. Uh, Yonggi Cho, the late Pastor Yonggi Cho of the biggest church in the world, uh, Yoido Full Gospel uh, Church. Uh, he wrote a book and called it The Fourth Dimension. And he's saying that many of us Christians don't know how to live where God lives. And we live in this third dimension where everybody else lives, whether or not you know Jesus. We live here in a place of worry and fear every day. And we live here in our conversations that sound so natural that if you were to walk into that conversation, you don't even know whether it's Christian or not. And God has been for two and a half years saying, Kenneth, I want you to live where angels tread. I want you to live where miracles are a daily occurrence. I want you to live the supernatural life because I am supernatural. I want you to talk supernatural. I want you to think supernatural. I want you to walk supernatural. I want you to begin uh, uh, to do things that I've called the church to do since Jesus was called back to be seated at the right hand of the Father. And uh, so uh, I uh, was given the opportunity to go through different kinds of training over the course of two and a half years. Uh, and part of the training included sickness. And it was crazy because when I wanted to go deeper into God, He said, I'll train you, but I'll train you uh, with uh, on-the-job training. And so I would be sick for some days, uh, you know, uh, um, uh, suddenly. 
and I would lose my voice and I would uh, lose my ability to walk and he would want me to use the very things that he, he's teaching me from the word and apply it. And then I, I, you know, every time I get ill, uh, I apply the word, I apply his ways and I get healed. And so I'm writing notes down, you know, this is how the devil works, uh, uh, you know, be careful how the devil lies, uh, you know, John 8, 44, the devil's a liar and the father of it. And so I had to memorize scripture. You know, I, I, I think I, I'm, I'm, I've memorized probably about a hundred now. And, and, and over the course of two and a half years, every night I go to sleep and I try to memorize another 25. And, and before I sleep, you know, I, I'm with my, my, my handphone and I'm, I know I, I'm looking at scriptures and I'm memorizing. So I, I try to go to sleep every night memorizing scripture. Uh, and, and many of them were healing scriptures. You know, Isaiah 53 verse 5, and by His stripes we are healed. And, and so um, I, 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 I'm enjoying living the supernatural life with God. But I know there's more. And so, uh, during the pandemic, we started a prayer uh, online and it's called uh, The Hour of Prayer on Tuesday uh, where we pray for the sick. And we have done it now for one and a half years. Every week, there's testimony of healing. And we've got people healed of cancer. We've got people healed of, you know, because God is wanting His people to come to that place where He is, where He lives on a daily basis, that's where his domain is. He says, come up, come up, Kenneth. And as you come up, bring other people up with you. Bring the church up with you. And so I've been, I've been, I've been preaching about living the supernatural life. So the theme for this church uh, this year is our God is able, found in Daniel chapter 3, verse 17, verse 18. Our God is able. Um, and uh, our God is able, it's supernatural. Our God is able is miraculous. Our God is able is signs and wonders. Our God is able uh, uh, was the very fact that our God was able to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego out of the fiery furnace. You know, uh, totally uh, unaffected by seven times the, the, the furnace was made hotter seven times. Their hair didn't burn, nothing burned. You know, except the people that were trying to put them into the furnace died. And they came out after the king said, come out, because he saw not only three people there, he saw the fourth. And it is Jesus that was seen in the midst of the fire. I don't know whether you're going through a midst of fire, but when you're going through a midst of the fire, uh, know that the Lord will be there with you. And the world don't see Jesus just in good times. The world sees Jesus in, in hard times. Because that's where uh, we begin to shine for Him. But that's a message for another day. I'm sure you've heard of those messages before. You have a great preacher in Pastor Dave and other preachers are rising up now in ex London. We're so proud of all of you. Really so proud of all of you. Praise God. Pastor Dave and Pastor Cat, uh, you've done a great job uh, raising up uh, the next uh, generation of, of, of preachers here in this church. Praise God. So the supernatural, our God is able. So uh, let me start the getaway today. Uh, because the theme is, the theme for the, for, for the getaway, as far as the messages uh, that are given to me is, God is able, our God is able, dot, 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 but. Because He's always able, even right now you're seated here, He's able. But it depends a lot on your faith, on what you're willing and ready to do, because our God has been able... You see, whether you believe in Him or not, He's still able. Yeah. <laughs> whether you want to accept this message today or not, He's still able. He doesn't change a bit. So our God is able is a duh. Yeah, I know. But how come we don't live the our God is able life as much as we should? Because many times, we make God unable. And yet, even when you make Him unable, He's still able. But you have just shut the door to this God who's very able. Yeah. I remember reading a quote. Whether you believe you can or whether you believe you can't, you're right. And I thought it was a very powerful quote because you're right. I can't. Yeah, you're right. Because you can't. I can. And in, in Christ and through Christ, I can. You're right. You see? It's what you accept. It's what you finally say yes or no. You say no, there's no ex-London. You say yes, we've got a chance. You say no, there's no camp. 
Say, yes, you've got a chance. Yeah. Yeah. You all see with me? Yeah. And, and, and so the, the, the problem is and has never been with God. <laughs> never. Yeah. And so our God is able, yes, but. but. So I'm going to be sharing with you some principles about how you engage the supernatural. Is that okay? How you enter in. And it's going to be very simple. Some things are going to be so basic, you're going to be, oh, pastor, so basic. But I'm going to share with you some stories of what the Lord has done and uh, it's going to be good, I, I trust. So, we've read the scripture. Let me just very quickly tell you uh, three quick thoughts. All right? Number one, um, before the supernatural happened, before the ten times blessing, ten times better happened, uh, Daniel, it was said of him, Daniel 1.8, uh, that Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the king's uh, delicacies and with the king's wine. So before you can live the supernatural life, you and I have got to also purpose in our heart uh, not to do something. So the first point I want to give you, uh, all three points are in D. The first point is don't. Don't. Now, I, let me explain. Um, well, you know when Pastor uh, Sandra and I had a dog, we had a golden retriever. We loved her to bits. We still did think that golden retrievers are the best dogs in the world. You might beg to defer. I'm sorry, you're wrong. But uh, <laughs> we love golden retrievers. I'm not a dog lover, but I'm a golden retriever lover, okay? I can go anywhere in the world and I can reach out to a golden retriever because they don't bite. They don't kill you. Uh, they don't, you know, they, they just, they just, just, yeah. So they like a, they like a big pillow to me, okay? Father uh, Sandra, one time when we saw a big golden retriever here in the UK, uh, the golden retriever had swallowed a stone, or almost going to swallow a stone and chewing. And golden retrievers have this problem: they actually swallow stuff into their stomach, and then you have to do the, you know, surgery. And so Father Sandra reached down straight into the mouth. <laughs> this dog was bigger than her. But we know, we know golden retrievers, you know, they don't bite. So she went deep inside the tongue and she got the stone out. So, you know, we just look. Anyway, so, so we, bought, we bought a golden retriever Bible. No, no, no. A Bible. Some of you are going like, huh? Golden retrievers read? Yeah, they do. No, they, well, it's called the golden retriever Bible because all the truth you need to know about Golden Retriever. So it's actually called the Golden Retriever Bible. All the truth you need to know about Golden Retriever. And it was a very, very good book. Huh? Bible of Golden Retriever. Okay. All right. uh, so anyway, so the first thing, the first thing, first page, first thing is that the dog needs to know, no. First page, first lesson to a pup is no. A lot of people don't like the Ten Commandments because it's full of no's. But I, as we were seeing spring grow up, after that it became yes, and you know, go ahead and come, let's go for walks and you know, let's watch a movie together. Um, and, 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 and it was, it was simple, it was easy, it was better. Uh, but, but no really made our job so much easier. Uh, because we live uh, in a very sinful world and we live in the flesh that is, you know, always going after the things of sin, uh, that God, I think in His wisdom, uh, made it in such a way whereby uh, if we don't teach no, uh, then our flesh will always win. And so I, I realize that there's a lot of truth in this. So the first uh, truth I want to share with you is knowing not so much just what you do, but what you don't do. So I've asked people before, and I think this is quite smart. I, I've answered it myself. Uh, so where are you going after this, for example? Huh? Where, where, this is a good question. Where are you going after this? And the person will say, I don't know where I'm going, but I know where I don't want to go. Uh, uh, which kind of a guy or girl would you like to date? I don't know who I'm going to date, but I, I know who I don't want to date. Wow. And, and I find that that is one of your first guides. Because not many of us, in fact, I should say, many of us don't really know where we're going. 
or who we end up with. Or, you know, uh, but we need to at least know what we don't. It's helped me a lot and it's helped a lot of people I've counseled. Do you at least know what you don't want? Do you at least know what you don't do? Do you at least know where you don't want to go? Do you at least know who you don't want to end up with marrying? Are you all with me? That it is, it's really a clear guide. And I find that that is, is a, it's, it's a wise thing to have in your life. Wise, I, I mean, Pastor Sandra and I, we, we watch movies together. Uh, I don't know whether you can call a movie MasterChef Australia. Uh, but uh, on Monday nights, we like to, it's movie night for us. And, and during the season of MasterChef Australia, we watch that with food uh, in front of us. Uh, and, uh, and then when the master chef cooks something really delicious, we run back downstairs uh, to bring some crackers up and we try to, uh, you know, uh, emulate, imitate. Uh, and, um, you know, for the last 12 years, the Lord has taught me uh, to turn off the TV or turn the channel every time the name of Jesus is used. And I tell you, uh, guys, I don't know why, but 70% of the movies these days uh, use Jesus as a cuss word. I can't afford to agree with that because the same name heals cancer. So when I touch people and say be healed in Jesus' name and cancers go, I say in Jesus' name and then I'm there approving a movie that curses the very name that I use. I, I don't know what movies I watch or want to watch, but I know what movies I don't watch. And I tell you, are some good, good movies. Kanchong is a French word. No, but... Like, Excited, so excited, you're like at the edge of your seat and suddenly, you know, at the end, Jesus. And then, Pastor Henry and I look, look at each other and go, why la? Why? I mean, sometimes use Buddha la, or use <laughs> Muhammad or use... No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But you know what I say? They don't, use, they don't want to use any other name. You think about it, they don't want to use any other name. Have you heard a movie? Buddha. <laughs> have, you, have you No, they're doing... Oh, Muhammad. No. Have you... No. Krishna. No. Jesus. That should tell you something about that name. That should tell you something about that name. The devil doesn't want to attack any other name. Only that name. Because that, that name, he gets cast out all the, all the time. I know. I don't. Pastor, what movie do you want to watch today? I don't know. But I know that as long as there's a Jesus cast word, I'm not, I, you don't. Daniel knew what he didn't want. You see, he was already a slave, sort of, right? He was a, he, he was a captive. You think about it, right? He's a Buddha. He's a slave. And, and, and so life is not really that special for him, you know? I mean, he's a captive slave in a sense. And, and, and by God's grace, he gets chosen because of his good looks, etc., right? And, and his wives, his all that, and he and his friends. And so, he's already, I want to say this to you, uh, at a disadvantage. At a disadvantage. And some of you feel that way, don't you? Here in a foreign land. Disadvantage. Some of you feel that. And yet, in that place of disadvantage, he knows what he doesn't want to do. I won't, for example, I won't miss church on Sunday. I don't know which church I'm going to, but I won't miss it. We have a leader in our church from Germany. He's 67 years old. He's going to plant X Germany for us in two years' time. And he's, he'll be our oldest missionary. Uh, and uh, he went to Thailand, uh, got a job there. He, he, he specializes in jewelry making. He can make it from scratch design everything and then pour the metal in, find the diamond, find whatever thing, and then put it into a ring for you. He is now working for Royal Slango, Salboran, and he's the, the chief engineer there. And uh, anyway, he's going he's gonna to go uh, because his grandchildren really pines for him and his wife. So they say, okay, enough of so many years. But just to say to you that when he went to Thailand, his wife wasn't with him. And he already studied the whole place where he would be staying and where he would be working and he knew that he would have to pass by the red light district every day. A single man, as in there without his wife, he said, the first thing I want to do, he said, I don't know what, I, I, have, I have never been to Thailand, but I don't want to miss church. So he googled the first thing was church. 
Not where to eat. Not anything else. I, I don't know anything else about Thailand, but I know this one thing. I don't want to miss church. You see, you've got you to be able to at least have that. I don't. You want to see God move a, 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 a miraculous uh, a life within your uh, journey? You've got you to at least know what I don't do. Who I, who I don't fellowship uh, with in the sense of, you know, of course we can fellowship with anyone, but you know, you know what I'm trying to say. Who do we, we don't mix with and we don't share jokes with. And how we need to, when it gets a bit awkward, even though they're new friends, you gotta, how, how you got to step away. You know, many times people want to be cool. Christians want to be cool. And yet, I believe Jesus died to make us hot. He, 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 meaning to say that when He died, he, he, he made a separation between light and darkness. And yet I find that Christians everywhere want to be cool, meaning they want to be accepted by the world, want to be accepted by their friends. And so we try to be cool, but in trying to be cool, we compromise a lot. And then we think that we are doing our friends a favour by being one of them. And then when your friends actually are in need, they might not go to you because you're not different. When your friends are in need, they finally go and find the very person that he, they saw walked away from that bad joke. Walked away when you're talking about racist stuff. Walked away when you're talking about, you know, you're talking down on people. They, and you go like, that guy is different. So when they're in trouble, they go and find a guy who would have a different thing to say to them. Otherwise, they'll go back to their same friends. They know their same friends don't have the answer. Who will give me the answer? They will look for the very person who didn't want to be cool per se, but wanted to be hot for God. This is very important. So, I want to say, you want to live the supernatural life, have don'ts. Not just do's. Do's, there are many. <laughs> and this guy called Daniel, purpose in his heart that he won't defile himself. Now, I, I think about this sometimes and I go like, why didn't he want to defile himself? Well, because he had a God whom he loved and honoured and feared. And so, he didn't want to defile himself because, because he wanted to keep himself clean for God. There is a reason why you don't want to, you, you don't want to be unclean, you want to be clean. There's a reason, there's a, there's a purpose. There's a for. I want to be clean for. I don't want to be dirty because I, I, I have a bigger uh, 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 point of worship uh, in my life. That's number one. So, if, this, these are all just keys, guys. Keys. Keys to not live in the third dimension every day. Oh, yeah. You know, London so cold. Uh, you know, this, uh, that. Uh, you know, Malaysia so bad. Uh, you know, the general elections. You know, and when you enter that conversation, you go like, uh, any of you are believers? Uh, oh. Hold on, hold on. I'll leave that for the last. I, I, I talk about 20 minutes of complaints first and then I say praise the Lord at the end. Then maybe... Or maybe I'll say trust in the Lord in the last 10 seconds. You know I'm a Christian. You know I'm a Christian towards the end. Don't worry about it. But now let me have this conversation first because, you know, this is, this is the world we live in. This is cool. And God is saying, come on. Come on, my daughter. Come on, my son. Come to this place. And the day will come and they will also follow because they see the difference. So that's number one. Number two is this. Uh, verse 9, it says, Now God had brought Daniel into the favour and goodwill of the chief of the eunuchs. Wow, wonderful. Huh? When you want to begin to have don'ts in your life, God will back it up with favour. He will. And with the right, maybe not without everybody, not everybody will be your friend because you look so awkward, you look so different, you, you, you sound like you know, you're holier than thou. No, that's not our purpose. We just, we just know in our hearts what we don't do, what we don't say, what we don't think. We, we, we know that. And to keep ourselves, uh, you know, continuously in that truth, uh, God will give us favour. And uh, favour was with the right man because it was with the chief of eunuchs. And verse 10 is very important. And the chief of the eunuchs said to Daniel, I fear my lord, um, the king. So we know that. Now, this is very important. Um, I, I sense that while Christians 
many times have got desires in their heart to do well for God, uh, they don't really step up to it. Uh, they don't really speak up. So can you imagine if Daniel chapter 1 verse 8 stopped as Daniel 1 8, then it would be that Daniel purpose in his heart that he will, he will not, he does not want to defile himself uh, with the king's delicacies and wine. And a lot of Christians stop with a good desire. But what happened was, and I'm, 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 I keep on walking to this side of the stage because I already told you that that side is supernatural. Uh, and sometimes when I come back here, it's in the flesh, fall back into the flesh and fear and worry. And oh, you know, I wonder what will happen to my life. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm some, I sometimes do this because I want to keep encouraging you to come back to this place where God lives. And in Christ, I can do all things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, Philippians 4.13. Uh, come, come, everyone, come join me. And, and, and those of you who are coming to Getaway, come join me. We go deeper in the Getaway. But, but here, here we are, okay? Uh, but many Christians just hope, desire, wish. But you don't wish. Uh, you can wish for a miracle, but you don't, you don't wish and get into a miracle by wishing. You don't get to, into a miracle or a supernatural wonder by just desiring. It, it might start there, and this one started there, right? We know that. There's a don't. I, I, I really don't want to do this. And so, there's favour. And he now steps into that favour and says to the chief of eunuchs, can you please allow us to not have the king's delicacies and, and wine? This, this speaking up, this setting up is really important. If I had a S word or S phrase, the first one would be uh, set apart. So, so Daniel set himself apart. I will not define myself. But if, the, if I have a, another S uh, sentence or another S phrase, it would be set up. And I find that, you know, even when you guys set up this morning, you set up with expectation yeah. 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 for something to happen. Yeah. Now that I've set up, God move. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but you and I have to set up first. Yeah. If you want the supernatural to happen, set up. So Daniel set himself up because now that he's opened his mouth, he can't turn back. Yeah. A lot of Christians don't ever come into this place because they don't open their mouth. They don't say what they need to say. They don't ask. They don't request. They don't set themselves up. You and I got to set ourselves up for a miracle. Yeah. Um, I can say I want to plant ex morning in Shah Alam. But until I start saying, who would like to join me? Yeah. Right? Otherwise, it just becomes a wish and too many Christians are wishing only. My father once took me to a graveyard. I don't know why he did that. Uh, I don't know if that's crazy parenting. But uh, I was 10 years old. He was in the car with me. He, he just sat there at the, at, the, at the graveyard. It was evening. And he says, Kenneth, what do you see? He calls me Kenny, actually. Kenny, what do you see? You know? I mean, of course, today we joke about, I see dead people, you know? <laughs> I see dead people. I, I said, I, I don't know, Stones? I didn't even know what they were, no? Yeah. So it's a graveyard. He says, I see dreams unfulfilled. Wow. So then many of us are going to be buried wishing. Yeah. And then many of us are going to be buried desiring, but never. So I remember that even though I was just 10, my dad said it and he came back to me again years later. I, Dave... You and I, I don't think we want to go wherever it is, right? Either God calls us back home like this, upwards, or we get buried. But whatever it is, we just want to make sure that whatever He tells us and puts on our heart, we at least try. We at least try. And we die trying. Fail forward. Too many people are failing backward. You want to fail? Fail forward. You might fail. The guy might say no. The girl might say no. Fail forward. Fail forward. Are you with me? Yeah. Fail forward. Uh, yeah. That church plan might not happen. I tried, Lord. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. And, and, and so, this is very important that Daniel went into this place where he actually went on to say, take away the food of the king's delicacies and, and wine, but give me vegetable and water. Okay. 
So this, I want, I want to just touch on this for a little moment and then I'll go to the third point and then we'll draw to a close. Uh, here we go. I find that what stops many of us believers from experiencing the supernatural is that we are on a diet that is not God's diet. So I call it, so the first one is don't, right? The second one is diet. So three, three Ds I'm going to give you. First one is don't, at least know what you don't do. Don't say, you know, don't miss church. Don't stop worshipping God. Don't stop praying. Don't stop reading your Bible. Have some of these things in your life where you know, I don't know everything, but I know this. And with this, I step into this place whereby I'm going to live like this. Now, listen, vegetables and water in today's language is boring. Yeah. Boring. Yeah. Boring. So the Holy Spirit told me this a couple of years ago. He says, Kenneth, you must decide today whether you want to partake of my diet or your own. And one of the reasons why God asked me to plant X Kotekamuning was to show that the diet that He has given us as a church works. So when He grew us from 14 people to 144 in six months, I think God just wanted to show, Kenneth, the diet I gave you for church works. Yeah. Wow. So you can do it again and again and again and again. It works. Very important, people. Very important. Because sometimes we can go to a church plant after many years, visit again, and find that the diet is different. Yeah. And the reason why sometimes we change our diet is because the people want this. Yeah. Or the people want that. Yeah. Or the churches down the road have changed. Yeah. And this is scary. Because through the years, churches have changed. Yeah. But not every change is good. Yeah. And, 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 and we come to a place whereby uh, we're, not, we're not modern enough. We're not cool enough. We're not contemporary enough. Very seldom, uh, People change by saying, well, God said I should change. Yeah. I tell even people who want to leave church, many times they say, oh, because I'm not fed here, there's no community here, uh, all kinds of reasons, but very few actually come up to me and say, Pastor, God is the one after praying for six months told me to move. Yeah. I will at least say, if God says so, go. Yeah. But most of the time, it's something else. But most people who came, let's say, to X Church, for example, X Church, they came to X Church praying to God, they said, and God led me here. So if God led you here, why can't He lead you out? Why He led you here, but now leading you out is, I'm not fed. You know, I, I, I met a lady, 68 years old. If she was still alive, she'd be 98. And she has been part of a church that split 20 times. 20 times! And you know how big that church is? 25 people. She's still there. She's still there. And then after I finished preaching, I, I had to preach without my shoes, you know. Wore socks, climbed the little steps up to a pulpit in a house with 25 people. And then there's this beautiful 68-year-old lady who looked like the grandmother of Tweety Bird. You know the grandmother? You want a cup of tea? You know, just, just very, oh, just a lovely 68-year-old lady 30 years ago. And she, she sat me down. You want some biscuits? You want some tea? I said, yes, auntie, sure. And auntie began to tell me, I came to know Jesus. Now, let me change my voice. I don't think I can, I I can do this, the whole story. I came to know Jesus at 12. I said, oh, where, auntie? In a John Sung's revival. Not the John Sung we know in KL, but, you know, John Sung the revivalist. I was 12 and he came and he spoke at Methodist school and I received the Lord. One message. I went back home and I told my father and my mother, Dad, Mom, I have given my heart to Jesus. Dad says, don't talk nonsense. Go upstairs take your shower, come downstairs, have a meal with us, and you will tell me that you are just joking. She comes downstairs, she says, what's your decision? 12-year-old daughter tells her father, Jesus is real. One message. One message. I don't know what John Sung preached, but one message. 
She, together with her, I think that she has about four or five siblings, each have a servant. The man's, the man's bungalow is where the, the Australian embassy sits now. Right? Drivers, cars, rich. Go to school with a servant in the car and a driver, 12-year-old. Jesus. He says, go now and live with your servant. Went to the servant's quarters, his daughter of 12 years old. He says, you will tell me that you are just kidding. Three years went by and it's Jesus, 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 right? And 15 years old, he sells her to the fishmonger. So she marries the fishmonger who comes and takes her on a bicycle. It's a crazy story. She's telling me this while we're having tea <laughs> and biscuits. And with a smile, yes, fishmonger came on the bicycle, took me. We had three children. And he was an alcoholic. He beat me up. He left me. I took care of the three children washing clothes. Put all three of them into university. It's amazing, a lady who survived 20 church splits because she's not there because of anything else. She's there because of Jesus. Wow. You with me? Yeah. She's not talking to you about not being fed. Worship not good. Just someone who is so connected with Jesus. All her three children made it so, so well. Her husband comes back to her, dying of cancer, knocks on her door, left her already for 25 years. Knocks on her door, I'm dying. She says, come in. Forgave him. I'm cutting a long story short already, you know. Forgave him and said, because Jesus forgave me, I can forgive you. Led her husband to Christ. Three days before he died. Still in that church. Diet. I'm talking about the diet we are living on, man. Is it diet coke? What, what are we living on? You know, I can, I can go into a church uh, and know, and I'll, I'll, I'll only be able to judge one of mine. And I'll know whether, if I haven't been there for six months, three months, I know whether they started eating candy or chocolates or some other, you know, maybe it's fat or it's char siu every... Because water and vegetable that your pastor introduced to you can be boring. But I want to tell you this, uh, that God's ways are always like this. It's very boring to the world. But it's very important because God is not coming back for a bride you know, that lives on candies and chocolates and the things that the world loves to please people. He is saying, be on this diet and you know the result is, and I know the time is up already, it's like long time up and I'll, I'll have to finish. So the last one is uh, date. Date. So don't diet, date. Don't. Do you know what you don't do, don't say, don't think, don't live by? Do, do you know at least that? Number two, do you have a diet that you know, even though your friends and other churches might call boring, you are, your eyes are on the Lord and you only want to please Him. This is why you pray like this. This is why you worship like this. This is why you preach like this. This is why you love like this. This is why you do homes like this. This is why you do prayer services like this. This is, this is why you do what you do because God has given us a diet. And other churches will say, so boring. In fact, some, one pastor actually came up to me one day and said, uh, Kenneth Chin, I want to tell you uh, that the way you're planting churches uh, is wrong. I say, you come back to me and tell me that when you start planting churches. Yeah, of course he left. Because sometimes people like to tell you how to do things when they haven't done it yet. I said, no, 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 you go ahead and plant and you come back and have a word with me. But I'm doing exactly what God told me believing in young people yeah. and sending them out by His grace yeah. and seeing them take the world. Yeah. Last one is date. Yeah. Ten years. Ten 
days is what uh, uh, Daniel gave. So let me just rush through because I don't have time anymore. So 10, 10, 10. 10 is the number of testing. 10 is actually, some people know the number 10 as the word complete. So seven is perfection. One is the number for God. Two is the number for agreement. Three is the number for the Trinity. Four is the number of the earth. Five is the number of grace. Seven is the number of perfection. Ten is the number of completion. Twelve is the number of government. So ten, ten is completion. But when I, when I study ten, it looks like this, you know, and this is very important, and, 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 and please bear with me, because all of you who call X Church your home, you are under this ten. Whether or not you're from Edinburgh or whether you're not from Cambridge, uh, and, and Dickwin and, 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 and Carmen is here, so they are our facilitators there. They are under this for now, right? We are all under this for now, so we enjoy the blessing of 10. So I want you to receive the 10. But 10 is test. So test meaning, uh, test meaning this. Daniel knew something about 10. And he knew that all I need to be tested by is 10 days. He didn't say 9, he didn't say 11. Where did he learn this from? Actually, I don't know. But when I look back into Abraham's life, and Abraham is the father of faith, um, somewhere in Genesis 18, verse 32, Abraham was interceding, interceding, interceding with the angel of the Lord, saying, would you destroy Sodom and Gomorrah? If there were 40, he brought it down to 30. Brought it down. Do you know the last number he stopped at was 10? It was like, it's enough. 10 is enough to show you that something works or not. And Pastor Dave, I want to say to you proudly here that X London has been working. I look at it year after year, year after year, year after year, guys. I know something's working here. X Edinburgh has long time, what, sometimes seven people, sometimes 14, sometimes 20, hallelujah, sometimes back to three. But something was working there and it's not just numbers in church. It's lives. It's lives. A German girl went to ex Edinburgh and said, if ex Edinburgh existed only for me, it would have been worth it. Yeah. One life. Isn't that about Jesus? Yeah. How he goes to one? Yeah. One at the well? Yeah. One? Yeah. If just one life. Now you might not say, oh, but pastor, waste, right? So much money spent on one. Yeah, wait until it's your daughter. Yeah. Come on. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? People got a lot to say until it's your daughter. Yeah. And then you go like, your daughter is the world to you, right? And if X church started just for your daughter, saved your daughter who wanted to commit suicide, and you say, thank you for existing just for my daughter. If it was your daughter, you would say that. Yeah. But because it's not your daughter, not your son, you go, ah, oh, it's a waste of money. On, yeah. Wait until it's your family member. And you go, thank you for existing just for my daughter. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. That's the truth. Yes. Something has been working. Amen. 10 years, Dave. 10 years and we see it works. Keep going. Whatever that you believe in here, whatever vegetable and, and water that you've been having here, I don't, don't, please don't care about what they tell you down the street, okay? And, and, and what's the latest church. Some of these latest churches and latest stuff are also having their own problems, huh? Yeah. Also having their own challenges, okay? Those, of you, those who might say you're not cool and you're not singing cool songs, listen, I am on a diet of God. Yeah. And that's all I need because I please Him. Amen. The number one thing is to please Him. Amen. Ten is to test. By the tenth, you will see results. That's why they, uh, Daniel was so confident. Give me ten days. And what happened ten days? They saw results. Why am I standing in front of you seeing results? Not just numbers, are results. Precious lives. That means the world to God. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. I see results. 10 years. 10 years. Keep going, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep praying like you're praying. Keep loving like you're loving. Keep giving like you're giving. Something is working here. Whether you're asked to stay for long or, or short, never mind. Three more months here, give your best. Six more months here, one more year, just give your best to the Lord. 10 is the number of testing. By the 10th, you will see results. By the 10th, you should know what and how you should continue or change. I'm saying it again. By the 10th, you should know what and how you should continue or change. So, if the chief eunuch came to Daniel and said, Oh, my Daniel, so skinny lah. Okay. Shadrach. Mish. Benigo. Oh, sorry, I'm walking everywhere. 
And bad news. Look, you guys are scrawny. Stop this, right? Ten. 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 I know whether to continue like this or to change. Ten. That's why ten is very significant, guys. Tenth, and by the tenth, you are ready to be examined and even compared. If I tell you this, I wonder whether you will understand it. First comes the test, then comes the examination. Life is always like that. Life is always like that. Always the test first, and then the exam. So, the test was 10 days, then he was examined. I examined, you are fatter. You are healthier. Something is working here. And he takes away the delicacies and the wine and says, Nga choy. Pak choy. Bok choy. Sambal kangkong. I could live on sambal kangkong, you know. Sambal blachan kangkong every day. Water. Test 10 days, examine. So I guess, uh, Dave, the examination comes now. Because the test has passed 10. The examination comes now. And you enter the examination with what you know, don't you? The test shows you that it works. You take what you have studied, what you have memorized. We Malaysians memorize a lot. And you go into the examination confidently. That for the next 10, 20, 30, 50 years, as long as the Lord would tarry, this is the way we do church. We're continually giving God our best and nothing less. By the 10th, you should be confident and ready to submit to whatever decision will be made. That's my last point. Listen again. By the 10th, you should be confident and ready to submit to that whatever decision will be made. Isn't that true? By the, see, you know, the submission of Daniel was test us 10 days. After that, you, you, you decide. You see? Because if they were scrawny and thin and you know, weak and all that, I submit to you. I'll, I'll eat what you give me. But if not, I also submit <clears throat> to the fact that it's going to be vegetables and water for the rest of my life. And the possibility that everyone else around me will say I'm boring. But it's okay. Because I purpose in my heart that I will not defile myself. I want to keep myself pleasing to God. If you've been touched by today's message and would like to invite Jesus into your life, why don't you join me in saying this prayer? Lord Jesus, thank you for paying the ultimate price for my sins by dying on the cross for me. I receive your love and forgiveness and eternal life by faith. Come into my heart and life and be my Lord and my Savior. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. We hope that you've been blessed by today's message. For more information about Acts, you can check out www.axchurch.uk. God bless.